Yeah, I think that's been an important thing to realize that um, if something goes wrong or a client's not happy, like there is nobody else to blame except for me. There's no boss that can handle it. There is no other employees that can like take the blame. Like I am the only person accountable. And that was Alyssa Phillips. She's a graphic designer here in Asheville. She owns a company called Amped Designs, and we actually worked with her to make our logo. And this is the Making It in Asheville podcast, a podcast where the two of us sit down with someone like Alyssa and ask them what they're making and how they are making it in Asheville. And we are your hosts. This is Tony, and that is Sarah. Um, And we're about to tell you about our interview with Alyssa Phillips, who was Guess what? Lovely. <laughs> a sweetheart, sweetheart, as Tony that's always says. <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah, we, we met Alyssa originally when we moved to Asheville. Um, we had sort of a similar story. Uh, we both had lived in Brooklyn, and so she had reached out when she heard that we came to Asheville via Brooklyn, and we met up for coffee. And then later on, we ended up working with Alyssa on creating a logo design for making it in Asheville. So the logo that you see today was made by Alyssa. We are so thankful for it. Um, and yeah, what did we talk about in this episode, Tony? Well, all sorts of things, but I would say uh, part of it was that we went through an incredible process with uh, Alyssa and it was more than just the delivery of a single icon or logo. It was like her brand discovery process, which was really helpful for us as we are relatively still young as a business and as, uh, as a podcast. And so, um, we went through her, you know, client onboarding process and her branding process. And we talked about all of the things that, are involved in that, not limited to, um, you know, the idea of turning pro and becoming professional in a craft and doing the things that professionals do when, when you are the only person who's responsible for the outcomes. Uh, And I, I, I loved that bit of our episode. Yeah. One of my favorite parts of this episode was talking about being an introvert, uh, and how that sort of can affect, you when you are a you know self-employed or entrepreneur. Um, Alyssa shares with us some tips for networking when you are an introvert. She herself is an introvert. I am an introvert as well. Um, so we talked a little bit about, you know, what kinds of things you can do as an introvert to network better, to meet new people and to grow your business. Also, there is a fire alarm in the middle of this episode, so uh, if you wonder what those beeping uh, sounds are, we'll let you know. But uh, all in all, absolutely loved uh, getting to sit down with Alyssa, go deeper into her story, um, and we're really you know, excited, grateful, and happy to share it with you. So before we dive in, we're just going to tell you quickly about this episode's sponsor, which is the Chop Shop Butchery. And we're proud to present a 10% discount on your next order. Yeah, we absolutely love the Chop Shop. When we first moved to Asheville, uh, we were looking for a good place to buy our meat. And 
the chop shop ended up being our first and our only stop. Um, we felt super cared for by the staff. We absolutely love all of their products. Their meat is the most incredible high quality. It's all sourced locally from various North Carolina farms and uh, you can find all sorts of custom cuts there as well. Uh, so we have a special promotion going on for you. And from now until Thanksgiving 2019, you can get 10% off your purchase at the Chop Shop. This includes uh, pretty much all of their meats uh, as well as your Thanksgiving turkey. They have um, probably the best turkey you're going to find in town. Uh, so if you want to learn more, visit makingitinashville.com slash Chop Shop. Now, without further ado, here is episode 28 with Alyssa Phillips of Amp Design. Enjoy. Cool. Well, I'm going to kick us off. So we've spoke, we've met with you several times and have sort of understood this story and, and we have a lot in common because you moved here mm-hmm. from Brooklyn um, which I really want to talk about. But tell us a little bit about, you know, why did you move to Asheville? Well, my boyfriend, Will, and I were living in New York, and we lived in Brooklyn for a, a little while. The last year we lived in Astoria, Queens, and we loved a lot of things about New York, but we were really stressed with our jobs and a lot of other things about New York that we couldn't really control. Uh, And looking long-term, we realized there were a lot of things that we wanted in life that would be really difficult to have there. Um, And we kind of felt like we had maybe outgrown it a little bit Mm -hmm. from, you know, the young people who moved there, like, oh boy, it's an exciting city with so much to do. Um, So we started looking for different cities to move to. We had a list of cities that we were interested in. Asheville was the first and only one we visited. <laughs> I know it was the same with you guys. Know, so that's right? so same funny. Same story. Yeah. Crazy. Um, yeah, we came for a couple days and we were like, it's perfect. And then we got back to New York. We were like, okay, maybe in four years we'll be out of New York. And mm-hmm. this was in 2017 in the summer. And, uh, the, the more we just talked about it and thought about it, we were like, okay, maybe one year. And then we were like, maybe January. Oh, maybe six months. And then in October, we were like, let's just go. So wow. we just yeah. did. So you've been here, <laughs> is, was that, so you moved in October of 17? Mm-hmm. So it's been two years. Yeah, almost exactly. Wow. Wow. Yeah. Cool. <laughs> That's crazy. So that like, I mean, for people who are listening, this is basically the story of how Tony and I moved yeah. to Asheville, which is so interesting. Like we just knew we wanted to be here and knew that New York wasn't, um, right for us in the long term. But tell us a little bit about like, what was that transition like? What was, did you face any challenges or was it just like super easy and smooth? Um, I mean, definitely kind of both. I think there were some things that were really great and then some things that were challenging. Um, it was definitely a welcomed change because Will and I, neither of us were from there. So, uh, it wasn't like we had never been in a small town or anything like that, mm-hmm. but it was definitely like kind of re uh, acclimating to people saying hello to you when you walk into the grocery store oh and gosh. things like that. Yeah. True thing. Um, you, get, you get like this like apath- apathy in New yeah. York where people just don't mm-hmm. even want to acknowledge you when you go to order a coffee and here it's like you have a whole conversation with them. Yeah. yeah. I was thinking about that the other day, like 
we would well will and i talk about this a lot because <laughs> it's just interesting to have that to reflect on um and we were talking about how we would just go through the grocery store checkout line and nobody the cashier and us neither of us would say a word to each other the whole time sometimes yeah. they wouldn't even look at us so it's just so different um but that's definitely like a positive change yeah um i think uh it was challenging because I didn't really have a game plan. I didn't, I was just like, I'm just going to see what happens. Yeah. <laughs> um, what were you doing in New York before? I was working for a design studio there and I knew that someday I wanted to freelance or work for myself, but I didn't really expect that to be that soon. Mm-hmm. Um, so I was like, when I move to Asheville, I'll try it out and see how it goes. Um, and I didn't really, because we so abruptly decided to move, it's, I didn't really have a lot of time to research, like, how to start a business yeah. or, or, you know, you know, there, you know, look up podcasts <laughs> in Nashville yeah. stuff like that. It's just yeah. kind of like all of a sudden yeah. figure it out. And so, because we typically start with a, where are you today? Who are you? What, what, is, what is your story? Today, mm-hmm. fast forward almost two years, what are you up to in Nashville? <laughs> uh, yeah. Um, well, I, now I actually was reflecting on this the other I day too. I saw the post <laughs> come out, so you should have some. Yeah, uh, yeah. uh I passed my one year official business anniversary. Congrats. I spent, thank you, yeah. I spent like a year trying to decide what I wanted to do, and then I got my LLC one year ago, so like a year after I moved here. Mm-hmm. Um, but... I kind of rarely say that I freelance now. I usually just say I, I own a business, which is kind of a weird thing to say. Which <laughs> I is feel true. Like it is true. Yeah. It's, but yeah, that adjustment is interesting. Um, but I do graphic design, um, which is a broad term. So I focus on branding and logo design, Squarespace, web design, and print design. Love it. Mm. And... Uh, <laughs> Making it in Nashville is probably one of your most recent finished projects, I have to imagine. Yeah, and so fun. (laughs) Awesome. So uh, that's where we're at today. We can go back in time, but um, you own a graphic design agency? What is the right end term? hmm. Yeah, you know, I should probably think about that a little bit more. (laughs) Um, I usually say graphic design business. business. I don't have employees. Yeah. So, yeah. Cool. I love it. You are a graphic designer um, and amped design. I imagine, is that a, a like a, mm-hmm. your initials? Yeah, it is. Cool. Uh, and I never put that together. Get <laughs> out of here, Sarah. So it's Alyssa. What's your middle name? Marie. Marie Phillips. Phillips. Yes. Amped. Most common middle name of the American girl. Cool. True, yeah. Or um, Anne, I imagine, has got to be head-to-head. Head. Yeah. Marie and Anne. Yeah. Okay, so speaking of the name, yeah. so tell us a little bit about, like, what, A, when did you finally decide that you were going to start a business? Like, what was that defining moment? And then what were the steps that you took to mm-hmm. become, you know, a registered business and have a name and all yeah. that? Because you, you had spent a, about a, a year before having an LLC, so I'm imagining you were doing comparable type mm-hmm. work, but actually as a freelance 1099, maybe not as um, a yeah. LLC, um, you're invoicing me or something. Somehow that's different. I would love to know the differences. I think that's a great yeah. uh, question. Um, 
Well, yeah, actually. So when we first moved here, I kind of almost started a totally different business. I was going to do wedding invites. Ooh, which <laughs> um, is? Which I think I might have mentioned when we yes, met the first time. I do remember that. Yeah. yeah. Um, which was fun, although it ended up being like very, very challenging. And as soon as I started doing it, I just knew like this is not the right thing for me. I'm not passionate about this. I mean, I like it just fine, but it's not like super fulfilling. So... And didn't you say something about uh, specifically in that space? There's there's like a like a follow the leader um, Pinterest thing. So it's like yeah. if they see one thing, <laughs> one thing gets hot on Pinterest. You're trying to recreate the exact same design for yeah. every yeah. bride and groom or or that got couple. a little frustrating. Yeah. Uh, everyone wanted mountains and watercolor. Those were very in, which is fine. Um, but um, yeah, you. <laughs> That's what you guys did. <laughs> it, it, I mean, it. But I'm so glad it's very didn't pretty. Yeah. And I, I can't say I dislike it. It's just yeah. like as a designer, doing it over and over again. Yeah. Um, you get repetitive <laughs> stress as a creator, yeah. I imagine. Yeah. Yeah. And you're 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 doing the des- I mean, I know all the designs that you do are for someone else who has a vision and whatever. But when you're doing it for someone's wedding, they generally have like very specific vision and so yeah the creativity like leeway in there Mm -hmm. seems pretty small yeah it's more about making the couple happy Mm -hmm. which there's no reason that it shouldn't be it's their wedding and that's important um I just realized that I really like concept and like going through a thought process and trying to you know um, reveal like a deeper message and that's mm-hmm. not really in wedding invites at all. So, um, kind of nixed that idea. Uh, and yeah, I did some other freelance work just under my name mm-hmm. and, um, thought for a while about just doing like Alyssa Phillips graphic design. Um, but then Amp Designs was a name that I used back in high school when I would just do design for fun. And I thought that I wanted to get into the music industry and do album art and gig posters for bands and stuff like that. So I was like, Oh, amp designs is like guitar amp, but it's also my initials. So, um, I use that kind of like casually. And then a year ago I was like, well, why not just keep using it? Cause it also works for branding Mm -hmm. and logo design, like amplifying people's voice. voice. I love that. Yeah. I I thought it was, I was like, "Mm, savvy. (laughs) <laughs> it's just, I, yeah. And I cannot believe that you didn't... I thought it was something to do with the music. I was like, oh, it's... Well, it's I mean, the, yeah, it was. Because I saw you <laughs> on your website that you love music yeah. and, like you said, doing posters and you're just very passionate about that topic. So I just thought that was... I just never realized... I never put the name that's together. <laughs> yeah. No, that's... These things happen. Yeah. That's fun. Yeah. And, and, it, and the cool thing is that it worked for both of us, yeah. which is the, uh, the dream realized, yeah, I think, good. in the name yeah. and in the brand. <laughs> Awesome. Um, and so that was just over a year ago. Mm-hmm. Do you remember the process? Do you, I, can't Im- I can't imagine, right? So like if you were working, let's say, as a school teacher who wasn't doing graphic design or, or branding at all and then just said, open a business, mm-hmm. I imagine that would be like somehow wildly different. But what, what was the process for you um, and what can you remember about that transition from saying, um, yeah, just, you know, 
mm-hmm. I'll invoice you with my name versus I'll invoice you from Amp Design, the LLC, based out of North Carolina, I imagine. Yeah, I mean, technically, I suppose there's not like a huge difference in things like sending the invoice and mm-hmm. stuff, but um, I guess there's a comfort in knowing like this is just business stuff because, you know, like the LLC separates your bank account mm-hmm. and... Um, just knowing that like, if anything is wrong with any of my work, then they're not like, my house isn't going to disappear or something like it's just my business. So there's that like peace of mind. Mm -hmm. Um, but I don't think I changed really many of my actual practices. Um, I did, I mean, I, I, along the way kind of like picked up more tools. Like I, now I use an online platform to send contracts Mm -hmm. and invoices which before I didn't do that I would just send a invoice that I designed and then a PayPal link Mm -hmm. um and I would just send like a fillable form contract which is also fine but um just kind of like ways to make things more official so yeah I guess (laughs) that answers the question yeah Yeah. and and how did you kind of did you just learn how to be a um, you know self-employed graphic designer on your own, or is it something that kind of when you went to school you learned a lot of these mm-hmm. professional uh, tips, like sending formal contracts or um, you know having a certain flow of work with a client? How mm-hmm. did you how did you learn that? Yeah, I I think that in school we really focused more on how to design, so that's where I learned like you know technically how to be a designer and how to like put thought behind my work um but then as far as like the client process I definitely learned that from working for other studios and just kind of seeing what I liked and didn't like about their process and what I thought worked and didn't um and the like invoicing contracts and all that um we did have a freelance class in school Although I can't say it was incredibly um, relevant (laughs) to what I'm doing now, but I think it was helpful. Like I definitely got my foundation contract from taking that class and have made edits to that. Like some of the clauses I have in there are from that class. Mm -hmm. So that's great. (laughs) Um, But a lot of it was just from like Googling or like talking to other people um, and I think I mentioned when we talked, I took a class of Mountain BizWorks, which was amazingly helpful. Highly recommend. What class? So it's called Foundations and Business. Um, and it was a six week class and the first three weeks are writing your business plan. And the second three weeks are like how to market yourself and get work basically. That's awesome. <laughs> yeah. That's awesome. We've heard so many great things about Mountain BizWorks. Mm-hmm. They come up again and again and again. Yeah. But I'm almost like, we should just go. And we got to just oh knock gosh, on the should. door yeah. and just be like, hello. <laughs> we, we feel like we're friends. Well, I, I say this to people a lot, but um, when people started recommending that class to me over and over again, and I was like, I don't know if I really need a business class. Like, I kind of, I know how to be a designer. And then after I took the class, I was like, that's the best decision I ever made. It was so helpful. Wow. Yeah. 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 And so <laughs> I'm wondering, because... I was impressed throughout our process together of your process. And so I'm wondering, um, at whatever, I guess, level 32,000 feet or uh, on the (laughs) ground floor, 
would you be open to talking through how you think about you know uh, meeting with prospective clients moving through the client process because i thought that you did a great job thank you yeah. i'm glad you felt that way yeah. um yeah so you mean just kind of like walk through my yeah. process yeah at, what, at whatever degree you feel comfortable with yeah, so you yeah. don't have to like if there's something proprietary mm. oh <laughs> uh, you know you can hide it but uh but I'd love to talk through how you think about yeah, I think it could be really customers. I think it could be really helpful for um, not just designers, but a whole bunch of freelance workers yeah. out there to understand how you guide a client or a potential client through the work that you do. Mm-hmm. And I would go so far as to say that you don't need to be a freelancer or a um, or even in service. Like there was just levels of communication that you uh, showed that were I would say ideal best practice like you were um, you did a lot of things that felt special and right and uh, I liked it so uh, you don't need to be a freelancer to pay attention if you are definitely pay attention but there's (laughs) things to steal even if you're uh, making widgets well that means a lot (laughs) thank you but um yeah uh so to start, I have usually have a con- uh, like a consultation call. Um, I don't charge for that. Um, I just kind of take it as an opportunity to tell the potential client about how I work and hear what they're looking for and see if it's a good fit. Um, and if we decide that we'd like to work together, um, we schedule an in-person meeting. This for this for branding, <laughs> uh, logo design, mm-hmm. um, and also web design. I guess. Um, well, most most of the work that I do, honestly. <laughs> but yeah. I'm thinking branding. Um, and then I we walk through a questionnaire where I just like to hear a little bit more in depth about their business and like how they work, what type of work they do, who their audience is, but also things like what they value as a business and what their goals are and their mission. Um, so I feel like that builds a really strong foundation for branding that is different from other businesses that have similar services or products. Um, and then we talk a little bit about like design likes and dislikes too. Um, then I, I, for branding, I show three, three options, um, that are fully fleshed out. So it's not just like, here's your logo on a piece of paper, (laughs) um, by itself, Um, I also show it mocked up in different situations. So how it might look if you were to choose that logo out in the world. So how it looks like on a coffee mug or a t-shirt or like mocked up on your social media accounts. Cause I feel like it's really valuable to see it in action. That can look quite different. It was, that was a huge deal. I'm good. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. I remember you showed us like what it would look like on a matchbook and Tony geeked out. We were both (laughs) just like, you know, Yeah. 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 That's cool. Yeah. Yeah. Um, And I also think about like how it can extend beyond just that logo. So also if it's very horizontal, you should also see a vertical version and a round version if that makes sense Um, because a very horizontal version might not work in a more narrow space or a more condensed space. So thinking about how it is flexible um, across any medium that you might need to use it um and thinking about like black and white and white knockout on mm-hmm. a dark background um and just i make sure that i show all these things um in that presentation so that the client can get a real 
um, good grasp on what like that entire identity would look like if they went with that version. Um, then with whichever um, option they want to go with, we have some time to make revisions and tweak things. Uh, and then once it's finalized, they receive all the files um, clearly labeled so they can find everything that they need for future use. Mm-hmm. Yeah. It's badass. And, <laughs> and uh, what I'll say is there's a couple, there's a couple, I don't know, meaningful books or experiences I've had um, when thinking about like how to treat clients and, and prospects. And one of the most important is this book, The Prosperous Coach. And it's not, I mean, coaching, like life coaching or whatever, and being a graphic designer seem to be very different um, mm. things. But what I thought was that in your, uh, so we had already met, right? We had had coffee, we'd emailed and social media and all that stuff. Mm. Um, but when we were like, hey, we'd love to talk about actually working together. Um, that first conversation, right? There's, there's a tendency, I think, on the internet and with like people who do service things to make that first touch like a 15-minute free consult. Mm. And like what value... What humanity can you actually show in 15 minutes of a free consult? My argument would be very little, <laughs> and you, you wouldn't get a sense of the potential customer. They definitely couldn't get a sense of you in a, in a meaningful way. And I thought that our first, like, hey, are we going to do this thing meeting was, um, was meaningful, was slow, allowed time and space for us uh, to sit with what it could be, what it might be, how the future would look if we moved together. And that's a huge deal. It's like essential when you are doing anything that could hypothetically be commoditized or just not spent on, right? So when you... Yeah, no, no, it just, it made me think a lot about, I remember you wrote a post a while back about sort of the the value and the longevity of a good design, professional design Mm -hmm. and, and... I'm wondering what your opinion is on, you know, because there's so, we have such incredible access to free tools like Canva, which Tony and I use when we need to design things, but we Mm. don't have time or money to pay a designer, um, or like 99 designs and Upwork where you can find really, really low cost, Mm -hmm. um, designs. Uh, Um, what's the difference between Mm. what you offer or what a, you know, professional designer offers versus mm-hmm. that yeah um it's a difficult topic um so I, I guess I would start by saying like I, I definitely recognize that not everybody is in a position to move forward with a logo design um right. financially yeah. or even just like not in a place in their business where they feel ready to like have a visual identity which is oh, totally yeah. fine I mean, when we started out, we, <laughs> we created our own janky logo and like, cause we didn't have the money or, you know, it, we didn't know what you said. We didn't know what we wanted to do. And so mm-hmm. we kind of just made our own for the time being. And then yeah. knowing later on we would invest, but yeah. Um, I mean, the difference, the difference is definitely, um, exponential. <laughs> I mean, a lot of the sites like 99designs, Fiverr, um, things like that where you can go pay five bucks and get a logo 
there are so many cases of people just like downloading stock images and slapping some text on the bottom and like you can never copyright something like that you don't own you can't own somebody else's stock image as your logo <laughs> um and you know i think there's a lot of like recycled designs going on and maybe for some businesses where the visual identity is not super important to their business um which I'm sure those businesses exist and that is fine as well. Um, a solution like that might work fine. Just having a simple something to call your logo. But I think for a lot of businesses, especially like service-based, um, it is important to have something that speaks to the audience that you want to work with. So taking the time to go through the process and come up with um, a logo and identity that really fits your business uniquely is ultimately gonna speak more about your business and get you further than just a generic logo that can work for anybody um if that makes sense (laughs) no yeah it does I mean because we we experienced that like we got getting so many variations of the logo that work for so many different things um, is helpful and yeah. but also just knowing you like like <laughs> knowing Alyssa is here and that if we need more work done you could work with the design that you already created and like already have a good understanding of it um, yeah so like having that sort of person to consult to I think is yeah. helpful and I, I mean but, I would I would go even levels beyond that right because there are t- more and more it seems like all the time of like you can use a keyword, you can set a tone, a color palette, and it'll spit out like the algorithm Mm -hmm. (laughs) will give you more options than you can conceive of. Um, And I think that that's like perhaps helpful in like idea creation mode so that I could walk into our meeting and say like, here's Mm -hmm. generally what I think I think. Um, But, you know, the way that you described it, was true you're like then I go through this questionnaire it was one of the more meaningful experiences in Sarah and my's like short business time together like there were some really important questions that um if as a business owner you haven't spent the time to think about going through that process with you it could be like revelatory it could be a huge deal (laughs) and and seeing some of that mirrored back through the design um is something that is just, it's a, I think it's a very unique, it's a fingerprint thing. It's like, yeah, maybe in a couple emails, maybe in a paragraph, like how could you ever do that in a truly, um, yeah. uh, I don't know, transactional website experience. You can't, Yeah, you can't, you yeah. can't. <laughs> um, so that, yes, all of the different variations of the logo are awesome and helpful and like, already proving to be like fantastic (laughs) as we try and like retrofit um all of our social channels on our website but it was it was the process like it's the process is the value and that's why i think that a thorough no like not rushed let's see who each other are onboarding discovery meeting thing models what the process is going to be and the process is in outsider's opinion my opinion the the value mm-hmm. definitely yeah yeah I yeah think. i think so too. <laughs> oh, i'm cool. trying to remember what some of the questions were that you asked us 
Because I, I do remember leaving that initial conversation and both Tony and I were like, wow, that was like, that was like, like in some ways therapeutic. It was. Um, but it also like, a like session. but it, it also felt like, um, you know, a, a mission setting, value setting meeting where we walked out feeling like, oh, okay, we really are starting to understand what it is that we want to communicate and who yeah. we are and our personality of the business. Mm-hmm. Um, I can't, I, I feel like I remember, I remember you asking some. us like, what words would you describe <laughs> your business as, yeah. you know, and that was helpful. Um, um, I really like to ask about values and like you mean business values. Mm-hmm. Um, and I, I like to hear people's answer to like, what, what do you want your audience to think of you? Or like if your audience can only get one message about your business, what would you want it to be? And just kind of a lot of maybe some people would think they don't seem relevant, but I find it really helpful in determining like the personality, if that makes sense. Yeah. Yeah. And I think that's Um, helpful for anyone that is going into or thinking about getting a logo design to take the time to think about those things. And we had thought about them. Like we had, we had built sort of like a free like brand guidelines because I I really wanted to like be consistent and understand how we were going to communicate, which was, was really helpful yeah. but maybe we can after like go back and look at some of the questions and link to them in the podcast page I, mean, or I, something. I remember some of like so I, some of the questions I remember being like whoa I, my brain doesn't <laughs> think that way right huh. so like this is helpful um but then you had some like uh you had bumpers on some so it's like do you uh do you want to come off serious yeah or like silly and I was like silly is better for me I like silly you know like so you had these two kind of extremes of the continuum with a lot of you know versions of questions which allowed you to plot us somewhere um it was like a personality it was really interesting yeah it was like a I'm a seven (laughs) yeah uh, Yeah. which I don't which may maybe it's almost more effective when you do that in person kind of yeah. on the fly like that because your instinct is allowed to take over whereas if you sent that if you sent that think, as a P, as a form that we had to fill in that would be a fundamentally different um mm, yeah. outcome yeah. that's yeah. interesting yeah it probably would be hmm. yeah anyways we we love the process of working with you and we definitely see the value of working with a oh. professional designer and part i mean and so part of that process and i don't want to belabor this anymore is um, the little ways that you communicated through it as well, right? So we happened to go through this process while we were getting married and on a honeymoon. And so there was a, uh, t- like there were amount of touches that you had in emails and like the follow-up and timing and just like managed expectations uh, very well i think that those little things as well and then sarah posted about it just the other day like a follow-up fucking thank you note handwritten (laughs) you know what i mean like it's it was truly a lot of these little things that make huge differences over time and i'll say one other thing while we were like shopping for uh graphic designers and this is one of the things that um i do want to kind of transition into while we were shopping for graphic designers we sent like like uh, anyone should, or... yeah, multiple intro emails. Mm-hmm. Um, those conversations all, in one way or another, led back to you. Interesting. So 
<laughs> so one of the things that we've noticed, and when we just had coffee, we noticed it, and like the amount of emails that we had that weren't about working together, um, you seem to be very well connected in Asheville, <laughs> a, a participant <laughs> in like a lot of communities in town. Um, we had a meeting at one point where you had just come from a uh, make morning creative morning creative oh, yeah. mornings. Mm-hmm. So it's like talk to us a little bit about like the community that you've worked to build, potentially all in graphic design, or but the community that you built in Asheville. Um, hmm. that's that's really interesting and. Um, kind of uh, nice to hear because I never really like realized that <laughs> and still I'm like not sure if it's true. It's very true. <laughs> um, I mean, I definitely don't consider myself a very outgoing person, so <laughs> that's very interesting. Um, but uh, I mean, when we moved here, one piece of advice that we kept getting over and over again was like network, go to events, meet people. So that's what I tried to do. Um, And the design community here is super, super strong. There's a lot of amazing designers and everyone is very, very collaborative, which is also great, especially coming from New York where everyone just like looks out for themselves. Um, Here, everyone's like, let me introduce you to this person or like, maybe we can collaborate on this project, stuff like that. And it's so nice and refreshing. Um, so I feel like that was not difficult, but like kind of like a surprise <laughs> coming from New York to like suddenly be in this place where everyone's just so nice. I feel like I'm kind of rambling. No, <laughs> no, 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 no but, it makes um, sense. So, so, so like what, what, I mean, apart from meeting other designers, what groups are you involved with? Yeah, on a regular um, basis. I think where I was going with that <laughs> was um, we had a group called the Design Salon that was kind of probably in- instrumental in some mm-hmm. ways. It's just a it was a group of designers that met pretty casually almost every month um, to just like talk about design and look at each other's work and support each other. Um, and that has since morphed into our local AIGA chapter that we started. A couple of months ago. And um, just because acronyms yeah. are funny, what, what is yeah, that? It stands for American Institute of Graphic Arts um, and actually encompasses more than just graphic design, really like all creative industries, marketing, illustration, photography, and et cetera. Um, and it's, it, it has a similar mission just to kind of support local designers and um, share their work, but also there's a professional development aspect. So helping people, um, whether they work for themselves or they work for design companies, just kind of helping them through that process. And then we have outreach to students where we kind of help them transition and help them learn how to be professional designers as well. So that's been a really great group. Um, there are so many, like (laughs) there's so many groups in Asheville. Um, there's creative mornings, which is just kind of like inspirational, talks I guess and then we had um, another group called ad club which is a chapter of the American Advertising Federation which is similar to AIGA but um, maybe more advertising focused so it's just there's just so much (laughs) and and, uh, you know we moved to Asheville and started this Instagram account and started a podcast and started a website Um, and while you know while we were very much in the just, just, just barely getting started phase, a couple people reached out 
Not many. You were one of them. <laughs> so like you're also doing outside of these groups, it seems. You're doing like sending little flares to people that yeah, seem well, like they might I be was, your you know, I was like, so excited because I was like, oh, some other people from New York. <laughs> <laughs> some little Brooklyn birds just yeah. flew south. <laughs> yeah. Um, but I want to like, that's a, that's a hats off type thing. I, it's, I don't know. They, there's such a, I find it to be such a big deal. Cause they say that, uh, y- your brand for a lot, for maybe it's a little apropos, but your brand is what people say about you or, um, yeah, let's say say about you when you're not around <laughs> and you've seem to have built a very solid brand because people love you. People Aww. were like, hey, like I, we would love to sit down and have a conversation with you. Might need to be in January. Um, but have you like talked to Alyssa? And we're like, yeah, we are. Like we, are, we already have. Um, That's so nice. And that happens yeah. consistently. And I, I want to go back for a moment because um, talking about networking, I know you mentioned you're like not outgoing. And I'm <laughs> not outgoing. I'm definitely more of an introvert. Tony is... 100% an extrovert and so we're kind of <laughs> pretty different um I'm wondering like as being self-employed do you find that you have to really put in a lot of effort for networking and if so what kind of advice would you have for mm-hmm. maybe an introvert who's self-employed who's not named Sarah but <laughs> <laughs> like Sarah um, um yeah. yeah let's see I think it has definitely gotten easier over time. Like if you keep going to the same groups, then you start mm-hmm. to see the same people over and over again. And then it's not awkward anymore. Mm-hmm. Um, which is what I found. Like the first time that I went to a networking event, I think I like stood in the corner and just watched them for a while. <laughs> and was like, should I go over there? I don't know. Um, but then <laughs> like, yeah, once I did, everyone was just like, hi, I'm so-and-so. And just, I was just like, this is so nice. <laughs> um, but I guess like, my advice, maybe this wouldn't work for everyone, but I tr- I kind of try and like look for someone else who's like not talking to anybody or maybe a group that doesn't seem like they know each other very mm-hmm. well. And like, instead of approaching a group, that's just like having a great time with great conversation that I don't know, because then I'm, it's going to be weird for me at least. Yeah. So I kind of yeah. try and like seek out other people that look like maybe they're in the same situation as me. Um, and then I definitely feel much more comfortable in one-on-one situations and like coffee. So a lot of times I would just follow up with somebody later and be like, do you want to get coffee? And I feel like that's how I got to know a lot of people that I would then see at events later. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. If that makes sense. Yeah. Totally. That like resonates so much because I think as introverts, I, I always tend to gravitate the same thing, like towards people that maybe Mm -hmm. are by themselves or don't have anyone to talk to so that I don't feel as awkward (laughs) in the group of people. And that's so funny. It's such a real thing. That makes so much sense. And I'm like, oh my God, yeah, that's so smart. And my energy would be like, where is the part? Like, where's the loud group? I got to go like dive into that conversation and know what they're talking about. I wish I was that type of person sometimes. but, But I love that. I love that. And then the other... um. I, I just I just read something about this recently where um, this, there's one guy who is introverted and um, also happens to be like a power networker. And his <laughs> advice is, and this I've noticed this 
and you as well is um, go uh, seek out one meaningful conversation, mm-hmm. right? And so that might be identify the one other person that's not talking with anyone else. That might be go to the quiet group. Um, and uh, as a concept, and this wasn't necessarily from the thing that I just read, but uh, and I, I sometimes have difficulty with this. It's seek to be interested mm-hmm. and not interesting. Yeah. Right. And so if you can be interested in other people, that always kind of helps. Um, and then just like win with follow up. So like have one meaningful conversation, be interested in that person. And then fo- if you follow up, which you've done very well with us historically, mm-hmm. um, that's it. You, you, that event was worth your time probably. Yeah. And I would even say like, for i mean networking is great for business obviously but even from like a personal standpoint for people who are moving here mm-hmm. or don't know people in Asheville, it's just like a nice way to know people like now often when we go out we'll see somebody that we know and it's just like nice <laughs> to know people even if you're never going to work with them that doesn't mm-hmm. really matter it's more just about like building a network and feeling like comfortable in the community if that makes sense yeah, yeah, it's definitely a personal grati- uh, gratification from, mm-hmm. I think, networking as well. But speaking of parties, I read on your website that you mm-hmm. one time attended a champagne party with Ed Sheeran, <laughs> and I have to ask about this story because oh, it's happening. <laughs> uh, it might not be as glamorous as I made it sound, but, um, <laughs> well, when I uh, was in school, I interned at Atlantic Records because I thought that I wanted to go into the music industry. Um and well, that was amazing in many ways. And often like artists would just like walk through while we were working <laughs> and, um, it was always kind of like a little bit starstruck, but then I guess Ed Sheeran, his album went like gold or platinum or something in the U S oh, and he, he just happened to be in New York. So they invited him to just like hang out with the staff <laughs> and they had champagne and balloons and I thought he would play a song, but he didn't. But uh, that's okay. <laughs> you know. Wow. It was nice. Did you talk cool. to him? Um, very briefly. I did a photo with him. Yeah. He, yeah, he, looked, uh, he looked pretty quiet against the wall, so I went he's, over. <laughs> he's very uh, short. Yeah, he seems um, like, seems like. Yeah. That's so I, funny. Uh, I'm pretty awkward in situations like that, if you could imagine. So <laughs> it's really just like, I like your music. <laughs> He's like, cool. Thank yeah. you. Um, Don't hear that every day. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> it just went platinum. A lot of people do. Like yeah. A lot of people like my music. Uh, I just watched him in yesterday, and I thought he was lovely. <laughs> I, I'm a big Ed yesterday. Sheeran fan. Yeah. Oh my goodness. So it's like this funny concept film. Uh, the concept is that something happens. There's a worldwide power outage, and at the moment that this power outage happens, a guy gets hit by a bus. And that, and he was like a struggling musician. And when he comes to, uh, no one else on earth remembers the Beatles. Like they didn't <laughs> exist. The huh. band didn't exist. Uh, the people did. John, you know, they were real people, but the band never happened. And so, um, hmm. and so he like starts playing these Beatles songs, and people are like, "Holy shit, that's a good." <laughs> song and then he becomes this big and he meets Ed Sheeran it's a whole it's cool it's, wow. really, it's like a really good yeah, that sounds fascinating yeah. it was because you like the, it was really well advertised and like it was showed up on 
all over my feeds. Um, and I'm like, this is going to be, like, <laughs> this seems like it could be silly. Like, this, it looks like it's probably going to be pretty silly. Um, watched it on a plane, and it was Wonderful. <laughs> <laughs> was, was Ed Sheeran the guy that like, gets hit by the bus? No, 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 Ed, no. So Ed Sheeran, like, he shows up as Ed Sheeran yeah, oh. later on in the movie. Yeah, because he's uh, he, the guy is British, the main character, um, and so he gets like a shot to play on like the local access channel, and Ed Sheeran, like, I don't know, happened to be home visiting his cousins and saw him, and was like, "Yo, your songs are really good," and kind of. Wow, like that's, the, that's funny. You know, the first 30 minutes is Ed Sheeran shows up. Yeah. <laughs> and he's I'm, cool. I'm going to check that out. Yeah, it's worth, I mean, it's so fun when it's on, you know, Netflix or whatever you yeah. might have access to. It's worth watching. Okay. Yeah. I wouldn't necessarily pay for it. On <laughs> okay. I wouldn't take a trip, international flight to watch it. But, um, <laughs> but if you were on an international flight, watch it. Gotcha. Yeah. Uh, okay. No tip. But anyway, it's going back to <laughs> our main topic yeah. of today. Um, I'm I'm curious to know what. Well, two questions. <laughs> I'm thinking about the order of this. Hmm. What advice would you give to graphic designers that are living in Nashville? Hmm. Um, Knowing. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, I guess. Um, Hmm. Sorry. <laughs> it's like a big, it's a, it's a, it was a hard pivot back into. <laughs> yeah. You know, um, so how is Ed Sheeran involved in this? Uh, <laughs> uh, hmm. Or maybe starting out with this, I think could be maybe a better segue. Um, what like tools and resources do you use every day in your work? I'm thinking what software do you use <laughs> um, or apps or books or mm-hmm. um i mean i i use i think a lot of software that's like kind of standard for the industry like adobe suite and quickbooks and um like you mentioned of the contract mm-hmm. software that i use um the one i like is called EverSign. Mm-hmm. um and um you know, toggle and Asana for time tracking and tasks and stuff like that. Um, and I guess as far as like advice for new designers or like people switching to freelance, um, I would say like, I do think all that is really important. (laughs) Um, for a while I was like, I don't want to pay for this stuff or I'm just going to like write down notes about what I have to do, but like it really <laughs> just builds up really quickly. Like mm-hmm. it's very nice to have some sort of organizational um, tool to manage what's going on. Um, and then it's just, I think important to kind of think about how important the freelance business is. And if this is like intended to be your business, it's worth the investment. Um, you know, I see a lot of debate, like, is Adobe too expensive? And the answer is yes, it is too expensive, <laughs> but, um, that's the industry standard. And I, I kind of do think it is important to invest when you're trying to build your business, if that makes sense. Um, other advice. I mean, I definitely think the networking is really important. A lot of people said when I moved here, like you can work from anywhere. Um, but I've found um, in-person relationships to be way more um, helpful than just like applying to jobs online. And 
like nothing beats like a, a relationship <laughs> that you mm-hmm. build um and that even if it doesn't pay off pay off right away it might later so I would say like even if it's not in your comfort zone that I recommend <laughs> at least trying to get out there Is that I love that yeah. yeah I that the it that response triggered something in me and I don't know we're in mm-hmm. our uh kind of living room here and we have all of our books but there's a book um have you read any Stephen Pressfield Do you know no. of him? um so he's one of my all-time favorites I think Sarah likes um the war of art right so which is was his first it was his first non-fiction book or non-historical book so he like is famous for the legend of Bagger Vance and he's written some incredible histories of um war and um his first book that he put out that was because he would always get these questions about how do I how do I start writing how do I become a writer and so he captured all of his thoughts and put it out in this fantastic book called The War of Art, um, which is a play on one of the most famous war books called The Art of War. Mm-hmm. Um, and and so it's now a three or a four-part series um, because then there were follow-up questions that people would ask. And so one of the books is called Turning Pro. Mm. And I think what you spoke to in... So what you might hear in the background, friends and uh, family, <laughs> listener, is uh, one or two of Asheville's finest f- fire trucks. Um, the Manor Inn is not on fire or does not appear to be, but um, there was at least a small chance that it was. And so we waited, and uh, they're currently clearing the entire building, but it looks good. All's well. All well. So All let's well. dive back in. Um, yeah. I don't remember what we were talking I, I about. I actually do. Were. You do? So, yeah, oh, it, just, cool. it just came to me. So uh, Stephen Pressfield and the book is called Turning Pro. And one of the main concepts, it's just reiterated in a billion different ways that are really powerful because Stephen Pressfield is um, world class, but uh, is the idea that treat it like treat yourself as an employee, treat yourself as the business, run it like... Um, Mm-hmm. run it like it's the real deal from day one and they, and they can become it. Um, and this has to do a lot with being a writer, which is comparable in some ways, but clearly different. And so, um, you know, wake up every day, work nine to five, like it's a job, turn pro, buy the pro things, use the pro things. Mm-hmm. Um, so Stephen Pressfield agrees with your choices to get Adobe <laughs> and, uh, use Asana, which I actually, I think that's really interesting. So you're using Asana as a, um, just management of your Mm -hmm. own tasks. Yeah. It just lets you group tasks into projects so I can name them, whatever the project is. And then, um, have like, I don't know, mood board due with a certain day and things like that. And so I can see them in the order that they're due. It's just, it's just nice. So yeah. Yeah. Like that's a really valuable tool for when you have to keep yourself accountable and like mm-hmm. you said you can just set deadlines for yourself yeah I think that's been an important thing to realize that um if something goes wrong or a client's not happy like there is nobody else to blame except for me there's no boss that can handle it there is no other employees that can like take the blame like I am the only person accountable so I think you know 
you have to be able to own that. Yeah. Yeah. Wow, that's really powerful. Yeah. 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 I'm wondering too, um, how, where do a lot of your clients come from? Like where, where do you get your leads, so to speak? <laughs> do they come through your website or through referrals? Mm-hmm. Yeah, um, I think mostly word of mouth and referrals, honestly. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, just, yeah, people that I've met or that know them, old friends, things like that. Yeah. Have you ever had a, um, have you ever had, I'll use the term discovery meeting, um, had the person or the client come back and say yes, and then you say no? Um, you mean like, like after meeting, they're <laughs> oh. like, yes, I want to move forward. And you're like, no, I'm sorry. Uh, after <laughs> uh, that, I don't actually want to go forward. With you. No, I try and confirm like on our first consult call. Um, I feel like we get a good feel for each other then. And I can usually, I mean, it's, it's. So by that time <laughs> you would be like, all right, so, um, I just don't feel like this is going to be a fit. And it's, they would never even think that they can come back and say, yes, let's go forward. Um, Is that what you mean? I, I, th- I think I know what you're asking. Yeah, I'm, I think usually if I don't think it's a good fit, there's a good chance they don't either. <laughs> so I've never really been in a situation where somebody's wanted to work with me and I haven't wanted to work with them. Um, I feel like there's been like honesty on both sides, yeah. which is yeah. good. What are some um, of the things that usually come up when, when someone, when you realize it's not a good fit? Um, well, if people are bargain shopping, <laughs> it's yeah. not usually a good yeah. fit. Um, and again, like I said, that that's really fine. I know that everyone's in different places. Um, if people are looking for like a quick solution, anytime anyone's like, I don't want all this other stuff. I don't need all these versions of a logo. I just need this one simple thing. That's usually probably... A red flag that it's they're not just not looking for what I offer. Yeah, right. yeah, yeah. But it'd be better to go to Ninety Nine <laughs> Designs or something like that. Yeah, and yeah. even I mean, it, I try and recommend like other sources, whether mm-hmm. it's like an online thing or other designers too that might have packages that better fit their needs. So I try and not leave like anybody just like stranded with no place to go, but try and like help them find the right place if I can. Yeah. Yeah. yeah I love that. And we, we talk a lot, a lot about that concept too, of like, if you're not the right fit being able, mm-hmm. it's so important to be able to point people in, in the right direction. Not only because that's just like being a good human being and like helping people um, when you can't, but it could also mm-hmm. benefit you in the long run because they might come back to you later and work with you or they might recommend you later because you are so nice and so helpful. Yeah, I hope so. I think that's like another thing that's really nice about the Asheville community is that no one's afraid to do that, um, to refer another designer. Um, And yeah, it's, it's not only like helpful for ourselves, but also for the client. Like, like I said, like not leaving them just lost (laughs) without a place to go. Yeah. And it's so nice that we are able to do that I feel like before moving here like I hate to keep talking about New York but mm-hmm. it is an interesting like point of comparison yeah. but I feel like everyone would just like take every job like every lead that came their way is just like that belongs to them um but it's just r- realistically not even good for like 
the business themselves to be doing that because yeah. then you're working with people that might not be a good fit and arguments later on and maybe they're not going to be happy with what you've given them so it's better to just make sure that your clients kind of align with what you're looking right. for too for both sides to totally. be happy yeah yeah i'm awesome. wondering if you have any uh kind of design heroes or um resources that you turn to for let's say <laughs> guidance or inspiration or whatever words or thoughts are coming up for you as I ask that hmm um yeah I think there I mean there are definitely a lot of designers that I look up to um there's a pretty well-known agency called pentagram that does a lot of very famous logos I feel like they're pretty inspirational (laughs) in terms of like just being a force in the design world um I've found some pretty good like uh Facebook groups where it's nice like everyone will ask questions about business or like if they're having trouble with clients they'll post in there and it's kind of like a nice resource for that kind of stuff um and then there's a YouTube video series called the the future that recently did a series about branding and their process and I I thought that was kind of interesting to look and see like the similarities between mine and theirs and the differences and was that was that a beer did they do a beer company yeah. I mm-hmm. think I watched a large portion of that that was really cool that was yeah. like a really well built video yeah. series it they they have a lot of like design education videos and some of them are not super relevant to me as a smaller business, but some of them are super helpful and a lot of the principles that they try and teach are great. So cool. Yeah. yeah we'll, we'll, we'll link to that in the show notes for sure. Uh, yeah, for sure. So do you have any more questions before we move on to the Asheville round, Tony? Um, <laughs> so I asked, uh, it's pretty, yeah, uh, I have a question for you. What, what do you see as, so we're almost over, 2019, there's a lot left, but not that much left. I'm wondering, what are you thinking for 2020? Like, what happens next in your business? What gives you the most um, excitement about the future professionally? Um, yeah, um, hmm, that's a good question. I, I really haven't really thought too much about that. Um, I think I'm just kind of going to keep doing what I'm doing and see where it goes. I feel like every time I try and like plan something, it doesn't really go exactly how I want it to. So I might as well just do what I know that I can do and see where that leads. Yeah. Yeah. Um, there's, there's an interesting, uh, concept that, uh, you know, every plan is perfect until, so it's like a military concept, but like every battle plan is perfect until you actually face the enemy. And then it's no longer perfect because, you know, there's someone else there and it never goes the way you expect it to. But the process of planning is the purpose. Yeah. So the plan isn't the, the important part because it's clearly not going to go to plan. Mm-hmm. But the process of planning is actually uh, yeah. the important part. And so it's, that makes I, sense. I, I completely agree with you on uh, every time we've written a plan, it hasn't done. <laughs> I mean, I would say it's definitely good to have goals yeah, and yeah, things yeah. to work towards, but not to like hold yourself um, to too high of standards, if that makes sense. Yeah. yeah or, or think that yeah. because you didn't hit plan, mm-hmm. um, something is wrong. Right. Right. That's, that's just called reality. Yeah. Well, and I think one of the things that's so important for a new business and something that we 
are trying to work on is just like consistent being consistent mm-hmm. right like doing the work well consistently and making minor tweaks on yeah. the things that you're already doing can add so much value for sure without being like oh, i'm gonna go and do this whole new right. thing you yeah. know like just <laughs> stick and do the things that you know how to do very well so yeah there's something yeah. you said for that definitely cool yeah. all right cool. yeah and you're you're doing what you're doing very well from <laughs> yeah. our perspective so yeah. uh head down 2020 is a good it sounds like a pretty good plan yeah um so we've talked a yeah. lot about how you love networking and um you're involved in a lot of different groups in Asheville. i'm wondering what other side projects hobbies mm. um side hustles uh, do you have going on um well my boyfriend and i do a lot of work around our house when we're not working mm-hmm. um so we like doing home improvement things and just like it's nice to have a lot of space mm-hmm. <laughs> uh, for once. So wait, you mean you didn't have a gigantic apartment in New York? <laughs> um, not quite. <laughs> so yeah, it's, that's fun. Um, we like outdoorsy things, hiking. Um, we I. Um, Remember you guys are talking about like thrift. You had a blog post about thrift stores, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. and I, I thought I, I like that a lot because we go thrifting almost every weekend. <laughs> um, but yeah, it's kind of like going out and exploring. I feel like there's so much that we still haven't done. So yeah, do you have a favorite uh, thrift shop in Asheville? Because there are so many great ones. Yeah. I know coming from Brooklyn, <laughs> where everything is like way overpriced. Yeah, um, to Asheville, where you can actually afford to buy antiques or vintage stuff. Um, yeah, what are your favorite places um, to shop? We love the so it used to be called Care Partners Thrift, but I think now it's called like WNC Bridge or something. Yes, oh, yes, yeah. it's like it was called it's like hospice. Hospice, hospice Treasures. Treasures. Oh, maybe, yeah, yeah, yeah. It's like in the built. It right Biltmore, off of Village. Biltmore Village. Yes. Yeah. Mm-hmm. The couch that you are sitting on right now comes oh, from there. Oh, this is a good yes. one. <laughs> yeah. take, take a guess yeah. how expensive that couch was. Oh, my God. Like 50 bucks? I know. Well, it was 100 But either way, oh, that's still pretty it's good. still yeah. insane. They yeah. have great uh, deals. Yeah. yeah. Just, when, when my family came to, when our families came to visit, everyone loved the couch. And uh, we felt a lot of you know, personal satisfaction about how, <laughs> how fairly it was priced. Nice. Yeah. 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 We like that one. We like the habitats. Mm-hmm. Those are good. Yeah. Those <laughs> are both really affordable. You can get some really good deals. There. Mm-hmm. Cool. Very cool. We'll link to the, uh, <laughs> in our show notes, <laughs> the and, blog but post. seriously, <laughs> yeah. uh, it'll be in the show notes. Uh, awesome. And then I'm wondering, uh, so you said you like doing outdoorsy stuff and hiking stuff. Um, any hikes that you find yourself on most often or mm-hmm. wanting to go back to most often? Um, well, we live in Madison County mm-hmm. and in Marshall, there's a little trail called the Laurel river trail. And it's just along the side of this river. And I feel like we've done that one most often. And we always do it if somebody visits us because it's not super strenuous. It's not like a bunch of hills or anything. It's along this river. It's very nice and calm. So highly recommend that. Yeah. <laughs> um, cool. yeah. Uh, we, we, Marshall, we sort of are in love. Did you say it was in Marshall? (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. It's in Marshall. Cool. Do we know Marshall? Do, have we been to Marshall? Am I What are you talking about? Yes, we've been to Marshall. Yeah. Oh yeah. So I'm forgetting because I was like, I'm seeing in my brain, Black Mountain, hearing Marshall, know that I know Marshall, but I can't think of it. Cool. Um, so we haven't eaten 
hmm. in Marshall yet. We hear that there's like a really cool pizza place and like a thing that's in a, a gas station. Do you eat in Marshall hmm. ever? Um, admittedly, we don't go out to eat that much, but okay. we we do want to try that place, the Star Diner in the gas. That's yeah. the gas station place. Mm-hmm. We hear good things too. Okay. Um, but yeah, and I mean, we in Mars Hill we have um, a little pub bar place called Stack House. We go there a lot. Cool. It's like burgers and salads and things. Yeah. So yeah. that's probably our go-to Madison County spot. Uh-huh. <laughs> Cool. Yeah. yeah, I I we every time we drive by Marshall and Mars Hill, we always make some sort of a or I cuz I I have a re- tendency to repeat jokes and thoughts, but Mars Hill and Marsh Hill sounds like somebody just like misheard. I know. <laughs> That's what Will yeah. thinks. Yeah. <laughs> That's Will's theory. Yep. Yeah. It could very if you're just driving along and you just glance at a sign you could very easily be like, yeah. oh, like, I must have misread yeah, that. Yeah. Right? It's weird. Yeah, it's, yeah. it's quite it's confusing. But, it, but then, yeah. I, so I said that to somebody once who uh, I think is a historian or plays one on TV or, you know, likes history. And he's like, but actually, if you keep in mind that, you know, people used to walk places or, like, be on horses, so mm. it's a full day's journey. That's true. And I was like, oh, Yeah. <laughs> you know, I guess it's not like one minute, 60 miles an hour, you know, it's difference. Awfully big coincidence. <laughs> but fun fact, Hot Springs, which is the other town in Madison mm-hmm. County, used to be called Warm Springs until they thought, they or they realized that the springs were hotter than they thought and they renamed the town. <laughs> Can you just like imagine yeah. that conversation? It's like, it's like it probably like, um, you know, climate change has probably affected <laughs> oh. that. So now it's, oh like one day goodness. it's going to be like really hot. Boiling, Boiling springs. <laughs> I was with you on that. Yeah. Like uh, they cut off on hot. They were like, well, I don't know, guys. It's like over, it's over 92 degrees. It's that not hot. I mean, it feels, yeah. if you're in there, it, it's kind of hot. Wouldn't you agree? Take yeah, it to I would a just boat. love to know what how that exchange All in went. Favor. <laughs> <laughs> Say yay. Oh, yeah. Man. Okay. So uh Hot Springs, formerly known as Warm Springs. Um we have not been there yet, but we hear it's absolutely the coolest and that you should do I don't know if it's thirty minute intervals. Whatever the interval is, you should do the second one because an hour is never enough or, or the thirty minutes is never enough is what we've heard. Have you mm-hmm. done the actual spring in the hot springs? Uh yes, Jacuzzi no, I have not thing? done that yet. There's a lot of stuff on our list yeah. of things too. Yeah. Same. There's a mil- yeah. there's so much stuff. Yeah, I know. And and then coming, and we always say this coming from New York, we thought that we would get bored here eventually. Like, oh, there won't be enough to do. But we always find that there is oh. just like an endless totally. And, and then they like new you know new places opening up all the time. Yeah. So it's mm-hmm. it's exciting. And I just yeah. want to throw a small asterisk on that statement. It was a thought that we might run out of stuff. We didn't necessarily <laughs> believe. Yeah. wholeheartedly like believe that we're going to run out of stuff. It's like, what if we run out of stuff? Like, what if we run out of restaurants? Like what if it mm. was, I don't think, you, did you ever actually think that we were going to run out of restaurants? Well, I no, but I didn't, kind of, <laughs> so I did kind of like worry about you, Tony, because I'm like, Tony is like an extrovert and he loves just like going and like, like, like when there's a buffet, at a party, Tony like has to go around and try everything, I, and he I, usually tries everything before I've even like gotten the plate. She has, yeah, so, or, or she's still ta- like nibbling bird, bird feeding. Yeah. Um, the first thing I'm like, have you tried the string beans yet? And she's like, like, no. And I'm like, well, they're on your plate. Why? It's not like it's crazy that you could have tried the string beans yet. Which, but okay, my point is, is, like, it's kind of like this metaphor for like the way that you are. Yes. And I just, I felt like, oh no, what if like Tony like gets 
bored <laughs> of this small little town. I worried about that. Which, and I appreciate that. And what I would also say is, but that is true of, of a personality trait. I do want to try all the stuff in the buffet as fast as possible and figure out what my favorite thing is and <laughs> go back. But then also personality trait is that my favorite thing in New York was gasoline alley coffee because <laughs> I'd walk in and they would just start pouring in. They would just start pulling an espresso. They knew. Gasoline I'm, alley. Gotham. And okay, and Gotham Roasters. Oh, but well. two, so, <laughs> I never uh, heard you talk about gasoline. Well, it, was around, it was around the corner, but the, like so, these places that are really close to my uh, old place of work. Um, I, after having gone gone to enough places, built a rapport. Would go back to the places, and the 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 Fonzie type <laughs> moment of like people go, oh, he's in, mm-hmm. do the thing, you know, like that is equally if not more important as a thing like one of my things is like i want a seat at mm-hmm. a place like you wanna i want to be a reg i want to be a regular <laughs> and so it's like both of those dream futures exist in my mind where it's like i could try anything and constantly yeah. have new things but also be the regular but so speaking of being a regular <sighs> and coffee shops one last question about Asheville is where do you go when you want to get a work done mm-hmm. let's say that's not at home or at a mm-hmm. co-working space yeah well right now I actually don't have a laptop so I can only yeah. work from home oh, oh. okay but um my go-to meeting spot is Waterbird I love that place yeah which is yeah. where we met you the first, I know. Yeah. The very first and I was time just there before really, I came here yeah. Yeah. Um, and that's so funny because it was just it it seemed coincidental but like stars aligning it that's where we met the first time we're yeah. like yeah that's literally super close to us that's a perfect place to meet yeah yeah, yeah i don't know there's something about it it's just great yeah, yeah. <laughs> it, it 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 is almost an anomaly it's not because they do have there are people that park it there all day they say uh but if it existed in most big big cities i don't think you'd be able to sit mm-hmm. down there during the day like it, it, it's just beautiful. The coffee, I think the coffee is good. Mm-hmm. Um, they have like a good like setup if you want to bring a laptop because they have all the plugs, plugs. and just like good tables mm-hmm. for kind of sitting there. And yep. then you then you can just like stay into Lunch, the afternoon and the dinner, evening cocktail. and have cocktails. Yeah, oh, so nice. Yeah, when I get a laptop, I'll I'll be there. Yeah, <laughs> but <laughs> meet you there. Yeah. yeah. Now I remember in Brooklyn, a lot of the coffee shops would have like. Uh, one or two hour time limits and then you had to yes. leave. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so. or they'd be like, no laptops. Yeah. And you'd be like, all right, cool. Which, <laughs> I mean, it makes sense. But. Yeah, well, you'd go and you'd be like, shit, I bought a coffee. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. yeah. <laughs> like, That's okay. the real thing you do if you're like trying to find a place to work. Like you would, you you know, a savvy person wouldn't just blow in there and get their coffee because they'd be like, oh no, there's no Wi-Fi. Or like, uh, mm-hmm. it's yeah. a one hour limit. <clears throat> yeah. What am I going to do in an hour? No. Read a book. Okay. Um, <laughs> so, last question. Yeah. You can ask. I was just. I was gonna do a magic wand thing. So I have. Yeah. I, so we have the. It's a standard question, but if we had a magic wand, and we or our audience could will something to happen uh, in your world, what might you ask for with this magic wand? Huh. What an interesting question. Um. Sorry for my hesitation. No, you're allowed <laughs> no, to. think about it. it. People have answered this question in so many different ways. Um, there are no, there very are no. personal. Like, I wish, you know, what someone asked for like... 20 pounds? 
Yeah, someone has to, so, to lose weight. And yeah. are, Some people said uh, for like consciousness, like pe- like more pe- more conscious. So like you can go in any direction. You could say a ham sandwich. I'm starving. It's we missed lunch and there was a fire alarm and now I'm starving. <laughs> like there's no wrong version of, of yeah. an answer. Oh man. It's I mean I'll give you an answer. <laughs> what would you What would you wish for? I, I mean for you I'd wish for for like a badass laptop like a <laughs> Mac some sort yeah. of new Mac. That's on my list. Like yeah. rose gold maybe. And actually. I don't know. I would wish that they would drop the price on the laptop before mm, I have to buy it. Yeah. That would be nice. <laughs> we're we're kind of uh, we have a Chromebook that we're really happy with mostly, um, and then two really kind of tired MacBooks, mm. and uh, we're very much hesitating on pulling the trigger on a new oh, computer. So, so we we get it. Yeah, I think actually. Okay, my final answer. Well. This is going to sound ridiculous. Like, this is... Um, we also <laughs> all, said... Go ahead. All Apple products lower prices. <laughs> For everyone. Who can afford a $600 phone? That's just ridiculous. Well, that, I mean, yeah. And that's... So the new, new one, I think is like... It's like $1,500. It's something crazy. crazy. With the four cameras. Like, when it came out, it's, it's more than we paid for... I paid for my MacBook when it came out 10 years <laughs> ago. Crazy. It was a 10-year-old, you know. But... Um, this is not right. <laughs> it's 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 bananas but that's why we that but apple yes its products are really good but it, if that's not a case study on why brand building and having a brand is important then what is yeah. and then i feel bad because before i said you should invest in your business so. yeah yeah yeah, but yeah. It's, it's always a double-edged sword and you yeah. need to know yeah. like what what does that computing power provide you what does mm-hmm. like the, so one of the things that I'm trying to compute for with us is like I can get all of the work that I need to do done on this kind of slow, kind of tired Mac. I can do our podcast. I can write anything that we need to write. I can like it's good enough. How do I quantify the frustration mm-hmm. when it's, you know, when the arthritis that it has is yeah. flaring up? Um, when I need to restart it and it takes forever, when it mm-hmm. has some sort of software thing. Like, how do I quantify that frustration and amortize the cost of the new computer over time? And so those are not necessarily easy to to answer yeah. theories, but if you <laughs> wanted to geek out and make a spreadsheet, you could run the numbers. Probably, yeah, that would be very interesting. Yeah. You could run the numbers. Um, <laughs> but I, I, one of the things that I... I I said, and I still kind of believe, is that um, it might be better to invest in being able to sell more and uh, mm-hmm. and do like and and get better at the front end of the business than uh, invest in like a finely tuned engine of a computer processor and not have the work. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that will sure. uh, require that processor. And yeah. so what we were concerned with is that, you know, we were four episodes of a podcast in and we're going to, you know, spend all this money on things that didn't get us more episodes done, mm-hmm. right? And didn't, um, I don't know, didn't make yeah. us actually better. There's a time and a place There's gonna when be. you mm-hmm. invest in certain things. So, I mean, same thing with logo design, right? Like probably if, if I were to give advice to someone, it's like, Probably don't first thing you do like invest in a beautiful logo because 
there maybe are other things that you need first Mm -hmm. or you just don't know what the company is going to do or be later on. And so it's the same thing too with computer, like maybe wait until you realize what you actually need is important, but totally different situation than what you're in because I'm sure you know exactly what you you need. (laughs) Yeah. And, 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 and I agree with that. I think specifically though in service, right? Like I don't think brands are as big of a deal in service-based businesses as they are in something like in, in products. Hmm. But like if I'm starting a apparel company, the logo, I mean, the logo is going to be important because it's, it's, it's brand identity from day one. Um, and I guess it depends where it sits in products. Cause if I'm building a better mousetrap, I don't know what the, <laughs> if the logo matters that much. Um, but if I'm building a, luxury purse logo is going to be important mm-hmm. you know if i'm a consultant and it's me that is the product um, i'm not convinced that the the logo that i have um day one matters as much as getting a mm-hmm. customer or is the reason why a customer one becomes my customer yeah that's that's interesting and i feel like it's hard to figure out what yeah. the answer is because yeah. like if I'm starting a coffee brand, I think <laughs> uh, like a, like a, we're going to locally roast coffee. I do think that the logo mm-hmm. is something that you should consider from, right. Yeah. From the outset. Cause you're right with the product, with the first product that you have will likely have the logo on it. Yeah. The service, yeah. you can kind of figure it out, but, but I mean, it's still, yeah. Then it's kind of like, well, as a service based business, I'm thinking like, yeah, consultants, even like, a dentist or, um, you know, people who do, I don't know, builders yeah. <laughs> even, yeah. mm-hmm. um, that logo is going to be like on their website, their business card. That's really like, that's their product. They're handing out their brand to yeah. people. Sure. So then it's important in that way. But yeah. yeah, you're right. Maybe in the beginning it's not. Yeah. It's so interesting. And, yeah. I'm, and I'm like, <laughs> I'm like all right, so now yeah. if I'm like, if I'm starting a coffee brand, am I going to invest? Like, is it going to start? direct to consumer or am I going to try and roast and like make friends with roasters in town and they're going to know me. And so I'm going to sell mm. my first pounds of this thing directly to, you know, and like they're <laughs> just going to use it commercially and it doesn't matter necessarily with the look. So anyway, uh, all that to say, there's a time and there's a place and yeah. it depends on the strategy. <laughs> and that's why you do a very long, uh, informational session and discovery. And, um, that's why you're worth the big bucks. <laughs> thank you <laughs> <laughs> Alyssa uh, where can we find you on the interwebs um, my website is ampeddesigns.com and that's there's two d's it's ampddesigns.com important to know and then on instagram it's amped underscore designs perfect mm-hmm. and then uh, at the waterbird oh, probably yeah. once a week yeah, and, at least <laughs> once a week <laughs> and then at most uh, design focused meetups here in Asheville yeah. Yep. All right. Pretty accurate. Yeah. Cool. Um, it was our pleasure having you over today. This was so nice. Thank you so much. Yeah. And we, we will proudly wear our new logo everywhere we go. Oh. On the internet and potentially in person in real life. Yeah. Soon. I mean, as this podcast is coming out, uh, you'll start to notice some new looks. You're probably already 
there already have been some changes at the time of this recording, but you'll start to notice some new looks and designs um, that Alyssa helped us create. So I'm so excited. She helped us create them. She created them. A hundred percent. So again, thank you so much. Um, it was a blast. We had fun. Yeah, yeah this was. And this really is our fun. only time that there's ever been a fire drill in the middle <laughs> of an episode. Never know what's gonna happen out there. And that was episode twenty-eight with Alyssa Phillips. Oh my goodness, isn't she just the sweetest heart? <laughs> That's my go-to, but it's so true. I mean, I. I am so thankful that we were able to go a little deeper with her about her business and um, and kind of dive into some topics that we haven't necessarily hit so far, like being an introvert and running your own business. Um, we haven't really leaned that far into networking. And so all of that, to me, um, really helpful, really meaningful. And I hope that you, listener, enjoyed it. As always, if you want to learn more about anything that we talked about in this episode, from books to links to websites, you can visit our show notes page at makingitinashville.com slash 028. We'll have everything listed there for you. And if you did enjoy this episode, please let us know by commenting, liking, subscribing on specifically Apple Podcasts. It is the de facto place to review podcast today and in doing so you help share the stories of our guests and for that uh, in advance we are very grateful thank you and in addition to that we also have a newsletter we send emails regularly and we share a little bit more behind the scenes information about each of our podcasts um, you'll be the first to know about upcoming events uh, resources that we have on the blog, and more. So if you want to subscribe, visit makingitinashville.com. You'll see everything there for you. Perfect. So uh, that was episode 28. Darling, we're, we're, we're doing it. We didn't acknowledge it in the last episode, but we are now on the opposite side of six months. We've been doing this for more than half a year. It's crazy. It is crazy. Well, uh, hats off to you. You've been busting your butt making this happen. <laughs> and uh, and it's a perfect time to brand this baby and make it look pro. So thank you, Alyssa. Thank you, Sarah. And thank you for listening. Episode 28, we did it. Do you have a doorbell? No. Is that a fire alarm? Um, so there is a potentially fire happening in the Manor Inn. Uh, I'm gonna I'm gonna pause this recording. <laughs>